Hey everybody, welcome back to the podcast. Today's episode, I will be talking about eating disorders, right? Um, eating disorders, uh, you can classify it into diff- uh, many different types of eating disorders. Um, but in general, today I'm just going to be talking about more so the psychology of eating and how it can impact your mood and uh, the, the negatives that are associated with it, right? Um, so I like to start off by saying... Um, I'm someone I wouldn't consider myself to have in in a tip a typical eating disorder, but you know over the years my relationship with food has, you know definitely uh, has presented me with issues psychologically just in terms of dealing with making mistakes and dealing with binge eating, and all these type of things. Um, and it's it's quite common, especially for somebody that usually goes through goes through bulking and cutting cycles. Um, you know, especially with cutting cycles, when uh, you're really restricting your calories and you're grinding with your workouts, you know, you're going to get to a point where, you know, (laughs) even something that doesn't look as appetizing as it normally would just seems like, you know, you could have an endless supply of that uh, particular food. And then uh, it it turns into like a lot of binge eating episodes. And then you kind of, you know, especially when you're on a cut, you just gain a lot of weight back quickly. And then it can, you know, it, it turns into a lot of problems. So, um, that's where I can speak from, from my experience. Um, but there are definitely uh, many different, uh, types of conditions and, uh, more specific types of eating disorders that I don't know uh, too much about, but, you know, I will just give my take on what kind of solutions there might be to them and, uh, treatment options in a way. Um, so basically, uh, you know, in eating disorders, anything that, you know, your relationship with food isn't, uh, as good as you'd want it to be, right? There's a psychological factor there. Um, like give me an example, like for me, um, if I'm eating, if I'm cutting down on 1600 calories and, you know, I'm doing good. Um, and then one day I have 2,500 calories, right? The way I would kind of like in the past I've handled it is just like, you know, the next day or the next couple of days eat way, way less as a, as I say, as kind of like a punishment to myself so that, you know, I don't do that again. Right. But that leads to more issues because the less food you eat in those days after, the more hungry you're going to feel. And that might lead to another binge eating episode. Right. So uh, one thing I've learned uh, to deal with with that is just to be super accurate with your calories and whatever I am cutting for in that regard or whatever weight I'm trying to lose. I don't put too much pressure on myself and, you know, have it set up so that I have to lose a lot of weight in a short amount of time. Right. Because if you do that you're going to handle the situation as if like any mistake can screw up your whole routine and can screw up your timeline, especially if your timeline is that important to you. So I would normally for my cuts now, I'll give myself maybe an extra month or two and that would lead me to get into my cut a lot slower. So dropping calories a lot slower. I'm sure the obviously the, the results and the you know effects from that are going to come slower, but it's worth it. And the day it keeps my relationship with food much better. And even if there is a time where I'll eat too much or I'll binge, I'm at the point now where like I, over the years, I've understood that, you know, there is no benefit to shitting on yourself or screwing up one night or screwing up one day, right? Especially if it's like you're going out or you're on vacation or you're at a cottage, whatever it might be, right? There's no point, obviously, in that moment of time, you know, you, you want to enjoy yourself. And, you know, if you make the mistake of, you know, cheating on your diet, so be it, right? Just, you know, once you get back to your normal routine, get back on to the grind of, uh, you know, your exercise routine and whatever diet you're on. Don't even worry about just making up those calories, right? You know, what's happened has happened. There's really no reason to like, you know, uh, be down on yourself and be sad about it and all that. But uh, yeah, so that's my own experience with it. Uh, You know, there's a lot of 
different types of eating disorders, right? Like anorexia, bulimia, right? These are the two most common ones. Um, and like I said, I can't speak too much on those, but a lot of it has to do with, you know, similar to the episode I did prior, two episodes prior with the body dysmorphia, right? A lot of it stems from the way people view food. Like if you eat a pizza or if you eat something bad, right? Uh, when you don't understand the science behind food, you you will just think, okay, I had a pizza, it's, it's I did bad, or I need to, you know, I need to, um, you know, really not eat enough calories, or you know, I'm obsessed with this goal of looking skinny, and I've tried everything and I can't get there. So how about I just don't eat anything, right? Because that seems like it would work, you know. If you don't eat anything, yeah, you're gonna lose a ton of weight. Um, but to me, the most simple answer or something I can kind of give advice to for anyone that's like out there dealing with these issues is learn how to calculate your macros. And I say this on almost all my podcasts, but I don't really explain it in detail, right? But it's not something that's very complicated whatsoever. I feel like anybody, if you just go on YouTube, type in how to calculate your macros, you'll get one of the formulas that do exist and you just apply your information to the formula and you'll pop get these numbers that pop out and then from there you kind of have a rough idea of how many calories your body needs to lose weight and then from there just go ahead download my fitness pal app and just like you know play around with some food items that maybe you'd want to include in your diet and if you know you hit on like certain foods that seem like okay i can eat this stuff and at the same time they add up to your numbers well then there you go right? You don't have to be, uh, you know, focused on eating salads all day, or, you know, totally restrictive of, you know, good tasting food, you just need to know exactly how much of that portion you're going to be eating. And that is another thing I will say is, you know, eating disorders, like I said, the more you're educated on it, the less, you know, I think the better your relationship with food would be, in a sense where, um, you know, you're just going to be able to add good tasting food into your daily, uh, you know, diet, just because you know that the portion of that bad food isn't too high. And that is one of the biggest things. Like if you're going to eat, like, like I said, in a prior podcast, I did last year, you can eat pizza every day and lose weight, right? I know there's a lot of people that would hear that and be like, what the hell is he talking about? Right? Sure, I wouldn't say it's ideal. There are better foods to eat. You know, I'm talking specifically on like how it's going to factor the outside and appearance of your body. But on the inside, sure, you know, it's not the healthiest thing. It doesn't have that many nutrients. But um, you can do that. And the reason you can do that is because, you know, when I say eat a pizza every day, I don't mean eat a large pizza or eight slices of a pizza. I mean a pizza slice, right? Portion is everything, right? Same way I can say you can eat a cake every day. No, I mean a piece of cake. I don't mean a whole goddamn cake because right off the bat, a whole cake is going to be too many calories for 99% of people, right? So as long as you can understand, like, you know, and one of the great things about that, honestly, is because you're not eating too much of it, you now can understand portions and control yourself with regards to that. And you're less likely to binge eat, which is another eating disorder, right? And that's something like I said, I, I've had uh, happen to me in the past, like, I'll give you an example. One time, uh, probably two years ago, I was cutting and uh, I was really, really strict on my cut to the point where, like, you know, I could be out with um, friends and stuff like that. And I haven't seen them in forever. And we were at, like, a five-star restaurant. And I would still just order water. All right? So, um, and uh, what happened that time was I, I went on a cottage trip. And for some reason, I went from having the most discipline in the world to having absolutely zero discipline. And I remember I think I, I ended up eating, like, uh, 15 peanut butter sandwiches in one night. 
I yeah, I know, I know. And I I gained 10, 15 pounds after the two, three day trip, right? And a lot of it is just like the way your body operates when you're having a lot of food after not having food for a while. Your body just likes to hold on to the extra calories, hold on to the water weight, you know, a lot of uh, glycogen replenishing as well. But that's still a lot of weight. And that's not healthy, right? That's essentially the definition of binge eating, right? And uh, yeah, it just comes from, you know, not like... I would say from my perspective, binge eating happens because, you know, end of the day when you're cutting, it's really hard for you to get that sensation of feeling full, right? And when you end up binge eating, you're always going to get that feeling of fullness, but, you know, to a really high extent, and it's not really a great thing, but it's something where, you know, you, it feels good to kind of feel satiated. Um, and, uh, you know, it's it's different for everybody, but for me, that's how it's kind of felt. Uh, but I, what, what I will say is like, you know, Portion control is the biggest thing you can do. Understand that when you're eating something that's really g- delicious or something you love to eat, um, just know that you can't be eating too much of it. You know, have limitations on yourself, right? Any Anything that's great, having too much of it is never a good thing, right? You can say that about so many things. You know, you can watch a great movie or watch a great show, but if you're watching a show all day or a movie all day, you're not gonna. it's not going to feel as good, right? It's going to be too much of the same thing. So once you understand that good tasting food you can have in smaller doses and you can have it much more often when you know exactly what your macros are, you know, when you know what your calories are or how much protein you need, then you're set. I feel like that is the answer to most eating disorders um, from a scientific standpoint in terms of just actually looking at numbers for food. Um, But uh, like I said, like I would say that and having a more realistic timeline for whatever your goals are, are the two most important things I can say for people to kind of aid them in uh, fighting through an eating disorder of any kind, right? And uh, I know there's different types and, you know, like I mentioned anorexia and bulimia. I've never had to deal with that. I haven't had clients that have dealt with that, but I'm sure, you know, there are people out there that, you know, have to suffer from that stuff where, you know, they feel like they kind of have to really eat nothing to lose weight or they really have to, you know, if they feel guilty about uh, eating a food, throw it up or something like that, right? And uh, that just stems from, you know, feeling guilt. A lot of it is guilt. Guilt in not looking a certain way that society expects you to or guilt in the sense where you ate something that you were not allowed to have, right? But at the end of the day, we're humans. We need food. Food is a, a big motivator for us to do stuff. So it makes sense why we have this relationship with food that is so strong. But, you know, the world and society will tell you that you, you're not allowed to have this relationship with food, right? Like if you told somebody, say you had took the time to understand how to have pizza every day, right? And you made it work, you look great and all that. But the moment you tell somebody you're eating pizza every day, you're going to be judged from that, right? People are going to assume you're not healthy or, you know, some, you've been blessed with great genetics that you can burn it off. No, it's just you're you're smart about your food, right? Food is something that we need to survive. So my question to like a lot of people has always been like why don't why doesn't everyone educate themselves on it right from the like exactly understanding what a calorie is to breaking out to macros to breaking out to macronutrients micronutrients everything right because that'll factor into how you look it'll factor into how you feel and your actual health right it'll keep you healthier less likely you'll get sick your immune system will be firing on all cylinders to me that's so so important right so if there's any takeaway you can get from this uh, podcast today, I would say, like I said before, have a realistic timeline, but most importantly, understand the scientific aspects of food and why you shouldn't be you know, killing yourself to look a certain way. And don't let society tell you how you need to look, right? Somebody, 
like coming from me uh my like uh last cut that i did last year like whenever i cut down to that low body fat like i feel like shit right and sometimes i feel obligated to do it because i am in this business and it you know it it gets more attention and gets more uh, people talking so maybe i can you know for my business is a good thing to do but as a as a person as a human being i don't feel great at all compared to when i'm eating more or i'm you know enjoying myself with my food have a better relationship i feel so much better more productive and, and i'm you know i'm happier in general so don't let somebody that don't let somebody tell you or just you know make you feel like you need to look a certain way for them or if this is just how you should be my thing is like everyone has their own type of genetics and whatever just keep moving you know keep exercising keep working out keep doing things that are like you know keeping you going and all that stuff every single day if you can and you know eat eat enough protein and just you know for the most part i'd say monday to friday eat like a nice you know high protein healthy diet weekends eat like enjoy yourself have an ice cream here have a pizza here whatever and i'm sure by the end of it if you keep that up and keep that as part of a routine you're gonna look good and look great you know obviously depending on your genetics some people doing the same thing might look better than you but when was this ever a competition right especially if you're just a normal everyday person just you know having fitness be kind of like a hobby you know you don't need to it's not a competition you are who you are like you know you just try to beat the version of yourself that you saw yesterday and the one that you saw last week and the one you saw last month as long as you're trending in the right direction um you know you're that's great to kind of like keep going with and you don't necessarily have to kill yourself every time you screw up there is no absolute timeline for anything right your timeline is the rest of your life that's going to be it for this podcast uh if you guys have any other uh, topics you want me to discuss send me a dm on instagram um but yeah uh happy father's day to all the fathers out there and uh, i'll see you guys in the next episode take care